That waitress sized us up in two seconds. We're black and black people don't tip. So she wasn't gonna waste her time? Now somebody like that, nothing you could do to change their mind. So, well, how much did you leave? You expect me to pay for that kind of service? <laughs> what? What the fuck is you laughing at, man? <laughs> Tether and fall, we're gonna tether and fall, the mother sucker. Tether and fall, the sucker. Tether and fall, we're gonna tether and fall, the mother sucker. Tether and fall, the sucker. Tether and fall, we're gonna tether and fall, the mother sucker. Tether and fall, the sucker. Tether and fall, we're gonna tether and fall, the mother sucker. Tether and fall, the You know I like it. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips Podcast with your host Rod and Karen. And also for a special Father's Day edition in the studio right now, we have my dad. And uh, you know, we just thought would have been uh, Father's Day since we ain't get you nothing. Might as well have you on the podcast. I noticed that. (laughs) Happy Father's Day, surprise! (laughs) Same thing I got last year. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, so um, we have my dad come through and uh, just want to celebrate this day. Um, And also, uh, don't forget to leave comments. Um, And we actually got quite a few comments this week uh, on the blog and on the. Uh, Facebook group. Cool. Uh, people have comments and questions for, for my dad, which we'll get to later. Okay. Um, and you can email the show at theblackouttips at gmail.com. Yes. Uh, we also got a, you know, a couple emails from my dad, too. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, you know, so, well, hey, it's, have to it's getting real popular. People like, people want to talk. Uh, talk to my dad, I guess. I know, right? You start your own podcast. Mm. <laughs> the dad cast. I know. And also, I know. And also, we want you guys to know that you can donate. And no donation is too large or too small. And we do do PayPal for those of y'all that are with PayPal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can go to uh, the Black Guy Tips. Just search for us on Podomatic. Or just go to the blog, theblackguytips.blogspot.com. There's donate buttons up in the top right-hand corner, I believe. So, um, but... Uh, also, don't forget with an unofficial podcast, unofficial weapon 
Wait, no, unofficial. official weapon. Yeah, official weapon is the taser. taser. We do believe we tasing. Yeah. <laughs> we might buy us one just because. We'll never use it, but we'll have one here. Yeah, so it saves uh, police uh, from getting uh, fatalities mm-hmm. and things like that. Because a gun is pretty pretty fatal most of the time. Yeah, so we trying to tell you <laughs> criminals, you walk up in here, we will tase you. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it off! It's always, yeah. it's always funny to me when people say, like, the taser isn't as much a deterrent as a gun. But at the same time, I never met anybody that wasn't scared of a taser. Say that again. I never heard anybody that was never tased that said yeah exactly <laughs> a lot of people has been tased nah that's alright just go ahead and shoot me yeah that sounds like a pre-tased argument yeah exactly <laughs> post-tased is like nah that's, I'm good I'm, I'm good I'm good and uh, unlike mace you know like if you spray mace in a room you everybody gets messed up oh, mm. yes they do you know you spray a taser on somebody man that's just them they, that's them right <laughs> unless they standing in water or touching somebody it's, it's all <laughs> <laughs> that's a lonely shock and um, also the unofficial sport of our podcast is bullet ball. Yes, we believe in the bullet ball. Yeah, and um, uh, and we want to make sure we promote that to African American youth because it's too much bullets going around with African American youth, and we got a lot of balls going around basketball, football, and whatnot. Let's just combine both into one sport and get stop all this violence. So bullet ball. And uh, last thing is June is sundress month. Yes, it is. Got a few more days left, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 20th. Uh, it's the 20th of June, and we got like 11 more days of sundress month. So make sure you ladies out there wear your sundresses and fellas. Make sure y'all appreciate it. And I don't mean appreciate it by trying to holler at it. I just mean, you know, appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so let's go ahead and get into some podcasting. Um NBA Finals this week. Yes. And the results are in. Yes, it is. Kobe Bryant did it again. Yes, he did. Yes. Oh, I'm so proud of him. I'm excited for him, too. I hate to tell you I was uh, pulling for the Celtics this year because... Being an old man, you know, and the old men out there playing against the young boys, I had to pull for the old men. They almost pulled it out, you know. Man, you were seven games. You know? Now, when we were growing up, though, you didn't like the Celtics. Uh, I still don't like them. I just uh, like the old men, you know. Okay. Because <laughs> I started. I, started <laughs> I said that earlier on the podcast a few weeks back. I started pulling harder for Kobe Bryant. As he got older, because mm-hmm. I could see it how That's it right. was when I'm older, I'm older out there That's playing right. with some of the guys. It's like, man, I can't yeah, jump as high as him. Gotta dig. I gotta deeper. be cra- crafty. Right. I gotta get better with my jump shot. That's I gotta right. make more shots. And uh, I was like, I started pulling more for Kobe, especially mm-hmm. when LeBron was around. You see LeBron right. jumping That's over right. twelve yeah. people yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in every position on the floor. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, damn, man, this is hard for an old guy out there. You get old, you like, all right, man, I'm gonna be right here on this spot right here. Throw me the ball, just throw me the ball right there. Time, you gotta get the time. Yeah. Like, my reflexes, you know, reflexes. <laughs> You know, yeah. that's it. But yeah, I gotta that's, go bathe after this. Gotta get that right. episode out. Shake it, shake it. Where my vitamin? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, with Kobe, man, we definitely, uh, I definitely was pulling for him because he was getting older, and uh, I'm not quite ready to pull for the Celtics yet. Nah. Just they're a little bit too much for me. But uh, yeah. So anyway, best thing about the whole playoffs though was Ron Artest's press post game press conference. Oh yeah. man, I didn't see that. You didn't see it. I hope it's on YouTube. Oh, it is on YouTube. You know, I wasn't planning on doing this, but I might play a little bit of the audio for you yeah. because it was so funny. Is I, I say it's the best. Um, it's the best press conference I've ever seen. Like even up there with Allen Iverson's practice and, and things like that. Um, 
let me uh let me see if I can get this thing to play real quick and then we'll we'll put some audio on the podcast for it. Um, what was he doing? What was he doing? I missed it. Rodney told me about it. I missed it, but was he like did he have his whole family there? Yeah, like man, that? he had his whole family there. I heard he He's gave a, a shout out to his psychologist and all. His psychiatrist. <laughs> oh, yeah. a psychiatrist. That was in the that was in the post game interview when they when they were oh, asking man. him about like, oh, how does it feel to win a championship? He didn't mm. answer any of that questions. He's just like, oh, first I got to thank my hood. Oh. I got to thank my psychologist, oh. my doctor, uh, doctor so and so. You told me I was gonna make that three, and oh. I did. Oh. You so, know that the psychologist, the difference is psychologists they can't prescribe. Medicine, right? But when you want to see a psychiatrist, yeah, you Ron, give a shout out. That dude was handing out some deep, serious, serious yeah. medication. Yeah, Ron definitely on some stuff. Yeah, man, he's some serious medication. Yeah, yeah his so. client's about to go through the roof. You can do it for Ron. You can do it for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man, I need to average twenty points. What you got? <laughs> I might have to show you this when we get downstairs. For some reason, it's taking a while to load, but I'll show you. I got it downstairs too. But um, yeah, Ron's press conference was off the hook. Uh, he was not answering really any questions, but uh, he, he, he held up the Wheaties box that had the team on the front. He's like, I got Wheaties! I got Wheaties! And, uh, he was like free associated. Right? Yeah, it was just freestyle. When it comes to my mind, I want to say it. <laughs> it was beautiful, I'm a winner on top. I feel like if you don't like Ron Artest, man, you just a hater. I, I don't know how... Uh, Somebody can't like Ron Artest just because he's such a free spirit. He might yeah. be crazy. Yeah, he's got that blank look. So he and, yeah. he and Rasheed Wallace kind of got that same blank look thing going on. Yeah, they're crazy. Yeah. But they're genuine. That's right, man. So it's like, how can you not like somebody that's, that's right. not, there's they no pretense. Know they crazy. No. Yeah, no pretense about All it. hard out there, you know. Give it everything you got. So this week, uh, speaking of sports and crazy. Uh, there was a 30 for 30 series, uh, which is a series on ESPN where they do like uh, documentaries about an hour to an hour and a half long. Um, I don't know if you've seen any this year. They've, they've been pretty good. Though. Yes, they have. Tell um, somebody they've had one. They've had one on Ricky Williams, Crazy Ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that one. Speaking of crazy, yeah. He's definitely out there in yeah. the blue zone, you know? Yeah, that's some insufficient daddy yeah. going on with him, boy. He's, out, he's out there. Yeah, no, man. Plus, he was smoking. You know, he liked yeah. to smoke a little bit, you know. But I'm saying, like, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with, you know, a little 420, but right. I'm saying, you know. You, if your mind is all red, right? Like <laughs> Don't make it worse. Stretch it out. And he had that smoker's logic too, where he was borderline deep, yeah. but just crazy yeah, too. Yeah, just saying. Like, was yeah. almost like, man, you know what, brother? That makes a lot of sense until you start putting in reality around yeah. you. Like, actually, we got to pay these bills, bro. I uh, know, right? You can't be quitting your job because you need to uh, go on a soul finding expedition to find yourself. Go up into the mountain. Yeah. What about these bills, brother? Smells so bad, Andrew. So this. <laughs> So this week, it was about O.J. Simpson. Yeah. And what it was really about was the day that the chase happened. Oh, yeah. Man. And uh, it was so about how much... Incident. Yeah, it was just crazy, right? And it was how much stuff was going on at the, time. At the same time. The other newsworthy type Yeah, thing. it was the it NBA was, Finals. Yes. Uh, it was, uh, Palmer was playing Arnold Palmer was playing his last game. Yes. I don't remember any of that stuff. Uh, King Griffey Jr. Uh, was doing something. There was a game yeah. in Seattle that was a big deal. Yeah. Or, or, or it was May, May back then in Cincinnati. But, um, going on the same day. Yeah, I want to say Stanley Cup was going on. Yes, it was. There's a ton of stuff and the only thing people remember from that day is that O.J. Simpson chase, that man. That white Bronco. And I remember, I was young, I was real young, but I do remember being inside watching uh, the playoffs. Yep. And I remember being like, why the hell do they keep interrupting I know. this game? <laughs> I, know. 
I'm not care about OJ Simpson. <laughs> Why we keep going to this damn white purple? I know. Yeah. I think we used to see him, you know, running through the airport, you know, jumping on the turnstile, yeah. you know, cutting back, going through, you know, getting on the plane. And, like, unfortunately for me, I was too young to remember him yeah. playing well. Like, I don't remember anything about his no, college days. Me, I, don't, I don't remember much about him with the Raiders. Yeah. Either. So, all I knew him from was the Naked Gun. Yep. And and this yeah. chase airplane was he on airplane? Was he on? Um, no, I don't think he was sure. in airplane. I don't. I'm not oh, sure though. Slap slap movie. But I know he did. I know he did a couple of naked guns. Yeah, he did. And yeah. um, I just couldn't picture why he was such a big deal. And then later on, as I got older, it's like okay, but I guess he was the first crossover athlete. That's right. Yeah. Where white people loved him too. He went all and, uh, over. And he betrayed him. Yeah. You know, it was. They felt bad, so they they put him on blast, man. But um, he's trying to drive over to Mexico. Come yeah, on. <laughs> they, <laughs> they, they, they down they see we're almost there. <laughs> Seven thousand more miles, baby. They said OJ was in the back with the gun to his head, oh, and man. Al Collins was driving. I was driving, okay. And it was classic, though. And I guess I'm like Roger because it happened so many years ago. They replayed the 911 call with the uh, operator and AC. And while AC was talking to him, the, you know, you know how they do their protocol. And they was talking to him. He was like, "You know who I am? I'm AC." <laughs> he said, "You know like, ACGD." Oh, oh, it was classic, man. I was like, "Oh, but nobody do that but a brother." And that's weird too, because like, at some point for that to happen, OJ had to hand AC the phone. And AC had to hand the phone back. Like, what was really yeah, going? I know, right? Like, what kind of suicide was going right. on? Hold on, man. They want to talk yeah. to yeah. <laughs> Hold on, hold on. AC, slow down, man. They, they want to know what's going on and why you, why you driving. So, um, that was just weird, dude. The whole but, um, helicopters, police cars. Yeah. And so the audio from this thing, it was no narration. It was all that's right. Either the audio from for the thirty for thirty, it was all the audio from the dispatcher talking to OJ. Oh, oh man. Yeah. Or they would play the. Action Actual clips of TV programs being interrupted by the trace. So, yeah. so they trying to make it put that realistic. It was so real. Yeah. It just showed you how it was. The even the director at the beginning said it was like the birth of reality TV. Oh, yes, oh. and I not really do yeah, truly believe point, that yeah. because, like I said, it was amazing as you begin to watch. And they were saying that as the Bronco was going down the road, they said people were like pulling over, stopping traffic for mm-hmm. miles, yeah. flagging, waving, mm-hmm. taking pictures. Oh, yeah. They said he was going down the road and people were like waving, holding up signs and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Like that just shut the whole city down. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of unreal. And it was amazing how they were, well, this is kind of old school, but they were saying that so many people were watching so much at the same time that while they was trying to fend the Bronco, they had a lot of wave frequencies going in and it kept interrupting their yeah, stations. Different TV uh, stations uh, uh, would uh. have like. One station will actually have the other person's broadcast playing oh, on their oh, signal. Oh, yeah, like they would cross and mix oh. because so many people are trying to tune in oh, at the yeah. same time. And the craziest thing to me is this: it's, it just feels like a, so long ago because if that crap happened right now to another athlete, man, the police would have rammed that car and had him on the side know, of the road so fast. But people really loved O.J. They Simpson, did, and it was before point. we had this culture of. Yeah. The media really being invasive and getting into people's yeah. lives, so yeah. you know he had a clean, a yeah, completely right. clean yeah. image. Very and pristine. Yeah, it's like yeah. he was literally accused of murdering two people, I know, right? and people were pulling over to wave at yeah, OJ Simpson. Yes. If I found out like somebody was even suspected of like shoplifting, here comes Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's OJ. He's one of the safe ones. <laughs> but uh, anyway, man, that was interesting. So yes, it was. Um. There's this, there's this, this advertisement out now for Corona, 
with the two people sitting on a beach. And, oh yeah. Um, these this one the one of them there's a lady walking by. It's a guy and a girl sitting there. Obviously a couple. Yeah. And they both have their own coronas. One there's a girl walking by. The guy checks out the girl. And he looks back over to like he takes his shades off to look at her even better. And he puts he looks back at his girlfriend or wife. Uh-huh. She takes off the the line that's at the top of his uh, corona and sprays it in his eye. Yeah. Then there's another ad where she looks at a dude and he shakes up her corona mm. so that it'll explode on her. And then when she looks back, when she grabs her corona, she grabs a, his corona. And, and drinks out of his, which which obviously hasn't been shaken. Mm-hmm. Then the third act, which came out for the World Cup, I guess. Okay. There's a group of girls dancing, playing in the water in the beach, and the dude checks them out, and he goes to get his corona, and looks at his girl, and she's obviously upset. So he takes his shades off, takes the the, the uh, lime, sprays it in his own eye. Okay. He, shouldn't he have broken up with this bitch by now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and why you why you why you think about? And these are all white people because I can see that same thing happen with a sister and a brother. I can see them standing there right now. Some of these girls while right, these big old booties crossing in front of her, and then the next thing you know, she gets up and all you hear is fighting in the background and her pulling her right across the screen. Oh, like like I can see this going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This bitch not looking bull. Cold forty five. Yeah, I thought that was. I just was like, why hasn't this dude moved on? I felt mad for him. Like, dude, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, she can't handle nothing. Can't go to the beach with it. Um, so also, uh, I was thinking about um movies this week. Mm-hmm. We uh saw uh, well actually since we talked about movies, it's been like two or three weeks. Yeah, we seen a bunch of movies. So let's do some quick recaps. Let's okay. keep it. Let's keep it kind of fast. All right. So this is it. I watched that. It's a Michael Jackson's last uh, concert that he was preparing mm. for. Yeah. They did documentary footage and behind the scenes footage, but mm-hmm. obviously he never got to perform the concert. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the one thing I took from that is he's just a perfectionist, and it's just awesome to see Michael Jackson work even as a crackhead. Yeah. I know, watching this, he is literally. I know, right? Being put to sleep with drugs every night and waking up the next day to go do this this stuff with these people. I wonder how he made it through the day. How did he make it? Wow. Like, he's not shaking or anything. I know, right? That was pretty far far down. They were taking him over, stick that needle in him, put yeah. it down. And have to monitor him to make sure he's still alive, you know? Wow. Yeah, never. And the dude, like, he never got upset with people across the people. But he was kind of a perfectionist and he could be kind of a bitch about things. But it was always like... With that artistic, sensitive thing where he'd just be like, No, I don't hear it in the uh, bass right there. You have to do that again. Uh-huh. And he was like, Oh, I got. And the other thing that's weird is the dude, and maybe this is a music thing, but the dude on the keyboard or whatever instrument that would be talking to Mike, where Mike would just be like, uh, You need to do so and so. Y'all didn't do it. He would immediately just be like, Yeah, Mike, we got it. We're going to get it next time. We already got that. Like every time, he was never, he never really listened to Mike. It's just he just knew, like, I right, don't argue with Mike. Whatever yeah, you right, say, brother. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's exactly. your way. Um, Mike, Mike probably just waited. I can't, I can't wait till nine o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get fucked up tonight. <laughs> but, uh, rest in peace, Mike. Well, we love you. Yeah, I know he had some Father's Day issues. I don't know what he used to get, Joe Jackson. Uh, <laughs> <I know. laughs> hey, that movie's been coming on like every month, man. I see the Jackson movie on Channel Forty Two, man. Yeah, people love yeah, it. Love them some. Uh, Come here, Mike. Joe get Jackson. Up, get up on that bed. Get up on that bed. <laughs> some about abusive black males that make movies good. I there's a uh, there's a Tina uh, Turner. Now. Yeah, there's Ike. There's Larry Fishburne. Ike, Ike Turner. Color purple. Yeah, there's yeah, Joe oh, Jackson. Yeah. 
There's um, and then there's this other one. Oh, Danny Glover in the color purple. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, man. yeah, yeah. The, like views of black men yeah, make you, uh, they make movies good. I don't Shut know. up, Sealy. Yeah, <laughs> you so hot for the people. Uh, Karate Kid. Karen saw Karate Kid. Yeah, the new one. The black yeah, one. The, yeah, the new one. Karate Kid was actually really, really good. Um, I'm going to tell people who have not seen it yet, prepare yourself. It's about two and a half hours long, so you got any small children under the age of 10, you might not want to take them. I'm just keeping it real. Their attention span won't last. They don't have an intermission or anything. Like no, that. no intermissions. No potty breaks. Nothing like that. In you two know. and a half hours, how many people does he beat up? Let's see. He gets beat up a lot. Like, like uh, this is one of the movies... That you watch him get beat up a lot, you're like, oh, 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 but then, but towards the end he gets better, and and I like the storyline. It's it the format of it the same, but it's kind of different, and it's just just my personal opinion. And I need to go back and watch the uh, first Karate Kid, mm-hmm. yeah. but I actually like the the characters and the storyline from this one. It to me, right. I guess it's more entertaining than the original one was. Is Mr. Miyake still around? In there? Oh, oh no, no, yeah. He's so so gone. Jackie Chan got a different name. Oh, he's not, not Mr. Miyagi. He's something else? I don't think his name was Mr. Miyagi. No, no, his name yeah. wasn't Mr. Miyagi in this okay. one. And uh, it was actually uh, a very, very good movie, and they made uh, millions of dollars. So I can guarantee mm. you it'd be number two. And maybe because I'm such a, a Will Smith fan, his son is so awesome. And yeah. That's, yeah, he's about to make some money. Yeah. Because he's not, he's going, but he's not like a teenager yet. So I could see him being like a teenager, heartthrob type movies. Right. And his parents got so much money that if y'all don't cast him right, they will produce mm. a show and uh, produce a, a movie and he That's will right. be the star of it. Yep. So, you know, he's getting ready to get paid. Good. Um, Excellent. And then yesterday we saw Jonah Hex. Yes. Which is a movie based off a comic in the Old West. Yes. Uh, set, in the, set in the Old West. And um, it just, it's kind of like the Wild Wild West yes. movie where it it kind of had me and then it didn't because I like uh, westerns. Yeah. I, I like westerns cliches. Like, yes. I don't know how many times I got to watch like a dude walk into a saloon and everybody stare at him and then somebody say something to him and be like, oh, that dude's about to get shot. Yeah. yeah. I can watch it every time. Yeah. Uh, all the one-liners in westerns, I can yeah. listen to all That's of them. Some of the best lines ever. Yeah. Like, brought a knife to a gun fight and shit watch, like that. You ever watch uh, some of the old Clint Eastwood westerns? Yeah, I watch yeah, a few of them. I love those, man. Like, it's, uh, it's, it's nothing better than uh, a... Because you know what's going to happen. He's about That's to clean right. the town up. Yep. <laughs> 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 I'm like, who is that brother? Yeah. And who are the dudes that always choose to mess with the cat coming from out of town that looks like he mean like he means business? Like you really gotta be have a slow Saturday night going. Ain't nothing going on tomorrow, man. I think I'm gonna go in. Let this dude shoot me in the ass. (laughs) You gotta figure those back then it must have been because there was no TV. So it's just like man ain't shit to do. Let's go mess with new guys at the saloon. With that big ass gun. Yeah. (laughs) What you doing around here, stranger? Bam. She don't look too tough. Yeah. So uh, uh, this, those same cliches happen in this one, but where they lose me, and this, and I knew this was gonna happen, so I wasn't really anticipating liking this movie that much. But they lose me because they try to add these technological things into the old western setting. Yeah, like that you're like this would never happen. Oh, like electricity oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah. It was some other stuff. You was like, well, yeah. the main thing was the weapon that they were promoting in this thing, and yeah. I don't know if you guys are gonna see it. So spoiler alert. Skip forward a minute in the podcast. Um, the weapon that they had 
was like a nuclear bomb. Oh, like a phase plasma yeah. rifle with forty watt range. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like some a stuff. Is, yeah, 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 like a cannon that shot uh, out some type of energy bolts that oh, like balls man. that landed, and oh, then oh, then yeah. it shot off another one that would detonate and erase like a whole town. Oh. And you're like, if they had this shit back in seventeen twenty five, women no energy. Yeah, we'd be flying by now. We would, <laughs> None, we would literally be flying no, by now. No, they would, they, you know, they killed the buffalo to get yeah. rid of anything. Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, with that out, I click my heels and fly. What's, what's yeah. going on? Where is my flying car? Yes, I happen. just. But uh, yeah, yeah, so I didn't like that deal. And then um, I I rewatched Mortal Kombat um because there was a new trailer online for the they're redoing it. It's based mm-hmm. off a video game. Okay. The new trailer looks good, but so I went back. I was like, let me watch the original because I can't really remember how bad it was. I just remember not liking it. It still sucks, so nothing else to say about that. Uh-huh. And the last movie I watched was Last House on the Left. I watched this when Karen was asleep. Oh, uh, no, it's, I don't like do that. It's a scary movie. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, do that's what scary. it sounds like. Yeah. Mm, I and don't the, do not. I think it was originally written by Wes Craven, but they redid the movie okay. in 2009 or something like that. Okay. And um, it, it's a controversial movie because there's a rape scene in there uh-huh. where a little, like, not little girl, but a, some, a teenager gets supposed, like, I don't know how old it is. They don't really say how old she is. Okay. But you would probably say somewhere between 15 to 19. Okay. And she gets raped by this dude, this crazy dude. And it's, it's like his whole, supposedly it was worse in the 70s when Wes Craven did it. But, okay. this, you know, I think um, that our, our political correctness is almost tightened up to where stuff happening now that's not as bad as stuff that happened back in the day that's true is more controversial yeah. no. like if you watch any of those uh, what was those movies with Charles Bronson Death Wish mm-hmm. if you watch any Death Wish movie those are way worse than anything a, that happens he was now. a blow away dude yeah like, what you stole somebody's purse yeah. <laughs> I watched one where he stuck a gun up a dude's butt while oh, the dude yeah. was taking the leap oh. and shot him. Um, then there was another one where, uh, 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 then Blazing Saddles. Yep. Yeah. Hilarious movie. Very good movie. Yep. But of course, they talk about um, the N word a lot from, yep. from white people and black yep. in this yep. movie. Yeah. A lot of racist humor against, uh, they even have a part where they talk about gay people is like a five minute musical about yeah. gay yep. people yep. and yep. shit. Yep. Like, they. You can't do that today. No, you can't. So this movie, while supposedly it's very controversial, it wasn't. I, I mean, not that rape isn't always controversial, but it wasn't that. I was just kind of like, okay, is this what everybody was mad about? Yeah. But anyway, the movie is really good for Father's Day. So, because uh, basically they find out that their daughter got raped by these people, and coincidentally, these people come to them for help because their car got crashed or whatever. Mm-hmm. So this family of crooks or whatever need somewhere to stay they're staying out, out in the guest house the daughter comes back and the parents are like oh my god what happened are these white people of course they're white because yeah. how you gonna let somebody go you know let murderers right they're gonna go yeah. say, yo look we need somewhere to stay but anyway so what happened i was about to get to that um, okay <laughs> but uh so the people are staying in the guest house and then ultimately the family decides we gotta fight to get out of here and they take revenge on the people and mess them all up but i think horror movies aren't scary to me because I'm black. Hmm. Like, the the scariest movies to me are movies of things where I'm like, that could happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, At no point in time do I think any of this shit could happen to me. <laughs> it's like, even the very... I, I told somebody on Twitter, I said, I should be... I wish I had the budget to direct a bunch of sh- movie shorts called Horror Movies with Black People, where it's only about two to three minutes long because... 
that shit wouldn't have happened to me. Like, like, there's, like, there's this one part in the beginning that starts everything where the, the strange little kid comes in. And he wants to buy like some some stuff from the convenience store, mm-hmm. and the daughter of the the people in this movie is standing in there with her friend talking. And this guy's like, I don't have uh, too much. Uh, I don't have any ID on me. Um, can y'all just uh, bail me out and you know not check my ID? And they're like, Why should? He's like, I'll give y'all some weed. So like, okay, cool. Hmm. And he's like, all right, well, just you know, give me a ride back to my my, my uh, hotel oh, I'm staying oh, okay. at. And then I, you know, I had a weed. Now he wasn't being malicious or whatever. But then they hung out with him for hours until the real criminals show up, and yeah. then all the bad stuff happens, right? Well. First of all, they would have if that was black people. They'd be like, "How about you bring the weed back with you?" Right. Say that again before we make this transaction. We ain't going with you. No yeah. weed, no transaction. Second thing, if they showed up at the crib, they'd be like, "Okay, um, in the transaction, why is this taking more than one right. second? Right. I'm not hanging around with a, at a house full of weed. That's right. Just cause smoke one yeah. joint, sleep is all right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, black folks know they can, and we'll go to jail for stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought that was terrible. But if I could redo. Movies, scary movies. I would make them all just really short. Where it's just like I ain't doing that shit. And then know, right? The end. Next movie, you know, <laughs> the ring. You know, the ring. Where it's like this videotape passing around. And everybody that watches it dies. As soon as you tell me that story, you give me the videotape. I'm like, oh no, actually, I'm good, brother. You can keep that. I don't even know why you want me to see this. Ain't no movie that good. I know it's so. All right, so um. And also, for those of y'all that was waiting on Toy Story 3, we're going to watch that another time because I love children and I got a niece, but, you know, people bring their bad-ass kids to these movies, and <laughs> yeah. I want to enjoy Toy Story 3, so we're going to wait a few weeks before we go see that, just just to let y'all know. All right, let's do some questions because we got some questions this week. Um, this one's from Tamara, um, and she's on Twitter, also as RedBully04. Okay. Um, oh, that's a girl. What's yeah. up, girl? So, uh, she writes, uh, hey, Rod and Karen. I'm not sure if you've covered this on the podcast before. Uh, recently, there has been many ar- articles and discussions about black educated women not finding husbands. But is there any talk of these educated black men that are avoiding marriage and raising families as if it's a plague? Uh, it's, it is acceptable for men to be playboys until they're old. The discussion is usually what's wrong with these women and not the issue of black men not wanting to settle down and do the family thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one of the problems lies with men's socialization. Uh, I don't think men are encouraged to see marriage or family as a benefit uh, as women are. And believe me, I'm not ma- a male basher. I have strong a strong black father and husband. I just wanted to bring it up I hope a father and husband ain't the same dude. No, Hopefully, it's two different people. Yeah, yes, no. I'm hoping uh, so let's, too. Let's assume that yeah, it is. Let's assume. Purposes of this uh, yeah. podcast. <laughs> I just, I just we don't encourage incest. We, we might want to sit here to see Ron. Psychiatrist. I just wanted to. I don't think that's true. <laughs> Ron, psychiatrist. Uh, I just wanted to bring it up as a flip side to the coin. Happy Father to Happy Father's Day to you guys, dads. Uh, have a great day. See you guys on Twitter. All right. So, what do y'all think about that? Should uh, is is this something about? Should the debate be more about what black men aren't willing to do, or as as opposed to black women's like faults and why they can't get a man and what's wrong with them? 
to me it needs to be balanced um, because it takes two parties and I do agree with what she said for some reason in our culture um, it's and people have talked about this it's a double standard it's almost like women are ingrained to uh, and that's why a lot of them drive themselves nuts once they get a certain age to get married have kids right. it's like ooh if you ain't married you ain't nobody if you ain't had no kids that does not define your womanhood right. but a lot of older parents have kind of placed that and instilled that in their children but instead of instilled it in their boys you know you want a good wife you want a good woman you want to mm-hmm. settle down instead they'll tell them go soldier wild oats or they'll tell them you know have as many women as you can and all that stuff um and it's kind of uh, disappointing because, you know, you got these women that get this education and, and, and they do the things that they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. But then when they find their mates, either they're not ready to settle down, they're very immature because yeah. we don't want to admit this. But a lot of men really don't know how to be men. They might be men in quote unquote age, but they're not men as, as far as willing to step up to the plate, willing to protect and provide for their women. Yeah. And that's where a lot of the issues and the problems come in at. And, and it kind of upsets me when everybody won't lie to blame one. 100% on the women, but isn't there, isn't there a man in a marriage? A woman don't marry herself. So, you know, the, the uh, uh, part of the men, a man stepping up to the plate needs to be addressed too. Yeah. And also, I think with the absentee of men in so many households, you have these dudes that are in the households that are fatherless or in the households where they've seen women get abused and beat down and all of a sudden they think that's normal um, when they really need to be taught that this is not the way, you know, your job is to provide love and protect your wife and treat her like the queen she is and if you do, she will treat you like the king in return, but a lot of people aren't taught that and and it's weird though because I know we talked about this earlier today, but for, as far as me, I'm kind of young. I'm like 31 years old, and I'm very old school and very traditional when it comes to marriage and the roles of the husband very and the roles sweet, of the wife. Very nice girl. And yes, I think is. nowadays, when you tell people that, you know, I tell people I cook, you know, I clean, you know, I take care of my husband, you know, I handle responsibilities around the house, they look at you like, he's trying to control you. I was like, no, nah, you better realize this. That's exactly right. I got a happy home. I got a good husband. He takes me out to eat. He buys me things while you're sitting at home alone. So it's obviously something I'm doing right and something you're doing wrong. And not, and not to discourage them, but you don't get the picture that it's a sacrifice to be in a relationship. And I think men and women in general both are selfish. But a lot of women are taught to give a little bit more than most men are. Yeah. yeah I agree with that. I, I think <clears throat> those are great points. I, I'm glad that she wrote that. I'm glad that she feels that way. I, uh, I'm uh, a little bit older than you guys, you know, being a father and a grandfather. Yeah, like, you um, ain't you over here. And experience. But and you're a black father, so you're only like two years older than me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> and your aunt is my sister. Yeah, right? you have me when it's 12. <laughs> well, you know, but I noticed that I have, I, I don't have that many friends for that exact reason. In order to be in a, a committed relationship, um, I have friends that are my age and you know, I talk to them. They, they talk about going to the club, yeah. going to the bar. These guys are married, and they're just like got one foot in the marriage, one foot outside the marriage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you guys know for sure, when you come to my house, how many times you come in and you seen somebody y'all didn't know, some guy at my house? Mm-hmm. Hardly yeah. ever, because yeah. I don't hang out with people. I don't go places with people. You know, simply because of that, I have to stay focused on what I'm doing. You know? yeah. So that's what I think a lot of, you know, I don't know what it is. These young guys, you can't talk to them. Right. Maybe the brain has not fully developed yet. You know, I don't know that 47 years old and the brain hasn't developed. But I don't know what it is that 
about these guys. And I mean, I think why the lure is there. You know? I think Karen kind of hit it on the head too with um, the fact that like sixty percent of, or you just you have a sixty percent chance if you're a black child to be raised without a father that's in true, the house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you don't see a relationship at all, because yeah. that's not even counting the people that aren't they see a relationship, but it's flawed or it's yeah. whatever. Right. Because um, I know a lot of dudes that are just like I had a father, but you know he was cheating, and that's just all right. Like yeah. that's just that's yeah. part of the deal. Yeah, I know. Um, told me that one time. Yeah, so they're gonna they will always think like in things that happen to you when you're a kid stay with you. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So that's why everybody. Uh, that's true. Jesus. You know, not to get off on another tangent, but that's why most people will always grow up being the religion their parents were. Yeah. That's why you know, like you learn something when you're a little kid, and it's yeah. your reality for a certain amount of time. That's just what you believe. So a lot of these dudes just like Karen said, they either they haven't seen the father or the father they seen just didn't give them that complete like, you know, your mom's a temple, do not, you know, do not mess with that. And because of that, they just kind of get a, a tainted image of, of how they should live their life, but um you know, my main thing is like I really don't care if a dude wants to be single to his whatever. You can yeah, die single. I, I rather you I just do think that. It's, I just think it sucks when people. Women. Yeah, I just think it sucks when people involve other people in their mess. Like, man, yeah. Why have why why have kids exactly. that you're not gonna take care of? That's why right. have a, yeah. a wife that you're just gonna cheat on right. or abuse? Exactly. Like, why even get married? Yeah, yeah. you want to be a player? Just be a player. Be in the street. Yeah, yeah. Be in the street. Nobody. I don't. You know, I don't hang with people like that. But I just I won't judge you. That's your life, then. Yeah, and and, and um, not to get off topic, but I I can speak for myself. I'm a prime example of not having a father nor a mother. So I know that it's very tough. And as you get older, you it, it's a, it's a hard process. And I Hold think on, were, that, you, were you a test tube baby? I think I was. <laughs> <laughs> he just donated and kept it pushing. I know, right? <laughs> Take this girl. I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, um, alright, so let's move on to another topic. Oh, Bamani Jones listened to our podcast and cool. wrote us an email. And Bamani Jones is a host of a sports talk radio show that I listen to called The Morning Jones. And uh, it's really good. It's, yes, uh, it is. Uh, he's like about 30 years old, black male. And it's, it's cool to have another perspective on the radio because yes, pretty much every radio station this, is sports older. Middle aged, you know, white male, you know, just the typical, just completely see things monolithically one way and, you know, very little varying degrees of uh, just opinion or perspective in their shows. And he provides a very refreshing perspective for me. But he listened to the podcast and said he really liked the way we set it up. Uh, We organized it without being rigid. Uh, We make points, but it moves easily. And the music choices are fantastic. And this is really good stuff. So, you know, I just want to, you know, that's somebody I look up to. Yeah, yeah we, so, yeah, we love that. you. And Bamani Jones is on Hardcore Radio. I yeah. think it's on Satellite. Yeah, Hardcore Serious uh, Sports Radio. Uh, I think it's Channel 98. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Um, uh, So, Pat wrote the show to ask my dad a question. Um, uh, and, you know, Pat was on here earlier. He goes by GQ. Yes. Uh, we promote his music. What's up, GQ? Yeah. <laughs> he says, uh, what music did you like growing up? And... That your dad didn't like that your dad thought was garbage. Oh man, let me think. There's one song. Uh, it has something to do with some kids going to camp uh, for the summer, and it something went something like "Hello Mother, Hello Father," and I think we used to sing that song. It's a popular song. Uh, here I am at Camp Granada, and my father used to hear us say "Mother, Father." I think he's thinking we were thinking. <laughs> 
Look at kind of murder, murder. You know what I'm saying? That's the first one that comes to mind. And then we had a couple of songs, you know, the, back in the day, you know, it wasn't as much uh, 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 hardcore. Uh, yeah. It was more indirect, implied uh, sexuality yeah, right. in the movies, you know. I mean, in, in the songs. Before R. Kelly. Yeah, way before that. Before <laughs> the girls and stuff. And it was beautiful. You know, you could listen to a song and, you know, talking about... Uh, the love train or you know right. different stuff you know but yeah that was the one song that comes to mind the one about the mother father yeah I remember um uh my dad found uh album a tape we had uh Wu-Tang the first song on the Wu-Tang album on that one was like this is hardcore it's, it's Wu mother father <laughs> but it wasn't mother father it wasn't that. <laughs> uh, I, I can't remember what happened that we got in trouble but we played it all loud we was yeah. cleaning up yeah. But uh, I still can't listen to that album. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, man, Justin, who was also on the podcast, he wrote, uh, "Will he vote to reelect Obama? And will the answer be based on his performance or based on his ethnicity?" Now, this is assuming that he voted to elect Obama in the first place, right? I did. Kinda. I voted yeah. for him. You know, I um, I had mixed emotions about voting for him the first time. First of all, I, well, I mean, he's running against uh, following the footsteps of Bush. Right. Okay? <laughs> if we had had a horse or maybe yeah. a cow following the footsteps, we'd probably vote. But, I, you know, I, I, um, I certainly gave him a, a shout out because he's very intelligent. He uh, quickly, he's, he adapts very quickly. Uh, I think he put a cabinet around him or some a staff around him that uh, basically is helping him maneuver through a bunch of very complicated political, social, financial issues. Right. I don't think anybody could have been handed a worse hand than he got. Right. But this yeah. financial mess that these people... Yeah. You know, so two wars. Yeah, two wars. The country belongs to lobbyists. They come in and, you know, and just get laws uh, diminished or eliminated and next thing you know, everybody's broke. But this time around, if he runs again, I think he has done... Um, I mean, just imagine had we had someone like John McCain in the White House right now, a George Bush clone, and what a mess we'd be in. That's so, the yeah. thing that bothers me when people talk about bad, too bad about Obama. Mm-hmm. Like, first That's of all, right. these situations are ridiculous. Yeah. And these are way worse situations. Other than 9 yeah. 11, these are way worse situations than anything George Bush dealt with. Amen. And then the, yeah. the second thing is, he was running against McCain and Palin, who is a bimbo that. Is one heartbeat away from the president of the United States? No, man. That is ridiculous. You cannot possibly try to have revisionist no. history where, no. like, Obama was running against some type of competent candidate I know, right? that I was, I was believed in. Like, it was choice A and no choice for me. So yeah. to me, I, it's kind of weird when people are like, "Well, were you basing up race? Were you voting for him because he's black?" No, I voted for him because he he was more articulate than the other guy. He, had, he could convey his points better. He seemed more of a centrist and more um, because a lot of people just saw what they wanted to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They saw a black dude who speak well, and then especially a lot of white people, they they just believed some shit he never said during right, the primaries. Right, right. It was like, dude said he was going to end the war in Afghanistan. Like, no, he said he's going to put more troops and I've been saying actually, you know, uh, you know, he said that he was gonna repeal. Don't ask, don't tell. You like, well, actually, you know, he didn't really yeah, say. Right. It. He's, he's, but it's just such a like, uh, you know, it's just such a like burden on this dude. Yeah. 
Yeah. And because half of it's just because people believe what they want to believe. And I was asking myself one time, I said, man, why does he want this job? Because you know how it's going to be. They're yeah. going to be on him, on him, on him. But I, like you said, I, I will vote for him again if he runs because I think he's done a much better job than anyone that they could have put in this position right now with all the issues going on and because he's black. Right. Yeah. You know. And who else are they going to put up against him? Yeah. You can't ask this question into the ether. We need, like, at some point, we will have to make a choice between Barack Obama and someone. So, right now, I can't imagine anyone the Republicans have that will get my vote. Yeah. Maybe there's some dude that I just never met before that they're going to bring out of nowhere. Yeah, he's got but, to his act together, though. Yeah, but you got to, like, yeah. you know, it's like when you play, when you're boxing the favorite, you got to knock them out. That's right. So, if you you know, if they don't have knockout ability on the Republican side, which I haven't seen from anybody yet, yeah. mm-hmm. um, as far as Obama, like, compared to Obama... I don't know if I, you know, if they can get my vote or not, but we'll see. You know? Yeah, and, and the funny part about it is that I think they treat the issues like the president like it's their house. Your house issues know, right? is yeah. totally different know, from right? the decisions you yeah. make with people. It's like you bring your kids together and all of a sudden they're the cabinets across the country. Yeah. That's not going to go down well. Like, plus, like, don't be talk- bringing no dog up in the White House. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> not going to go well. I don't think a lot of people think it's cut and like that, but it's not. We've been having this conversation for a while just in general. And it's just, I think American people in general can be babies. Yeah. And it's like we, every everything that someone else would cut off, that there's a constituent of Americans that would not be having that shit. Yeah. So it's like you can say stuff like, "Well, why don't we just cut out welfare?" Okay, you deal with the riots. Right. But why say don't we, that again? You know, why don't we just uh, get them. out? You why don't we just? I'm sorry, you deal with them going down the off of Randolph Road and beating them DSS people up <laughs> and holding them hostage. Holding you deal with that, y'all. Oh, why don't we... Uh, cut out unemployment. Yeah, yeah, why don't we just cut off unemployment? Don't have well, jobs. Yeah, just a bunch of just things. Uh, uh, Social Security, yeah, uh, know, right? Medicare. Like, Okay, but there's people who vote that do those things. Politicians aren't going to do these things. Like... There's no, but there's no realism on the, on the other side. Just Man, people are babies. Could you imagine all the canes and all the uh, being gay that would get thrown at you? <laughs> you talking about cutting for Social Security, mm-hmm. man? It would be the slowest beat down of all time. Yeah, it would be, but don't, you would get beat down, though. Don't make me put this depends around your neck. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so uh, Ryan Jones writes the show, and he says, uh, first off, thank you, Ryan and Karen, for reading my question a couple podcasts back, the one about Glenn Beck. Okay. I can't take him serious. Uh, it really made my week. My question... Wow, we're making people weak out there. Oh, we love you. <laughs> my question for your dad. What is his opinion of today's youth in America? I am approaching 30 and have a family with small kids, and I refuse to think that these teens out here will be our future. Keep up the phenomenal work, guys. So what do you think about think, the youth? I think cut your hair. <laughs> pull, your damn, pull your damn pants up. <laughs> Get an education. <laughs> Talk like you don't have a... Bottle full of water in your mouth. You know, and just I mean, get with the programming. The the there are too many young kids in prison. Too many of them getting uh, diseases. Too many on drugs. Too many getting shot and killed. Chasing a lifestyle that is has a definite dead end. You're not even making the twenty. I read a statistic one time that said that by the age of 25, the average black kid in America, one of them would be dead. One would be in prison. One would be operating under the auspices of the criminal justice system. And only one is going to make it. Mm. Wow. One's going to make it. So those are some hella statistics. You know, yeah. three out of four don't stand a chance. Wasn't like one of them uh, 
have STD, like AIDS, AIDS or HIV yeah. or something. It was something yeah. like that, too. The drugs and the AIDS thing, yeah. Well, here's the thing, though. Everybody says it's about the youth when they're coming up. Like, And I'm not saying this, you know, it can't possibly be worse, but... People gonna keep getting older, and we keep producing more and more people at a higher rate. <laughs> like it's what six billion we're up yeah. to now, seven billion. Yeah. So like, we're producing some people, and they're making it to old age somehow. But um, but what, I think what, what, everybody what? sees the youth as like not threatening, but just like, are y'all like you just hope for them? Like, are you gonna get your yeah. shit together or not, man? Yeah. Well, one thing I want to say is that there are a lot of kids out there who are doing the right thing, yeah. who have come going down the right roads, and they're making it. And those are the kids that we see. I mean, I work uh, for one of the largest banks in the world, and I see a lot of young black guys that I used to coach in basketball who are middle managers there, who, who own homes, who have families. Right. So there's some kids out there that are doing it. So, you know, the, I, I also realize I can't get caught up in the hype that, you know, all black kids are doing that. But there are a right. lot of young men out there doing the right thing, but we got too many out there. If it's just one, we got too many doing the wrong things. Yeah, it's like uh, I was on Twitter today. And uh, everybody's celebrating Father's Day and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But then there's a contingent of people that just bring up the fact that, hey, my father didn't do anything for me. Or uh, they're just kind of negative. Yeah, about the whole day. Yeah, mm-hmm. and some people were getting mad at those people like, hey, why you got to spoil my day? My father was great and everything worked out for us. This is about appreciating good fathers, not bashing the bad ones and Especially because it it really does kind of boil down to black males uh, a lot of times when it comes to like which fathers aren't taking care of their responsibilities. But the way I looked at it is like, what if you had a really good friend that died on your birthday? Mm. Now that affects your life. You can't help when you think of your birthday, which is a nice day. You want to celebrate it, you'll still not be able to not think of how they died. Like, that was your friend. So, I don't think it's right to tell somebody how they can express how the Father's Day affects them. If you want to say, I just want to say Happy Father's Day to my mom. She's my father. Yeah. Or a coach or something. Or if you just want to say, look, I didn't have a father and it sucks. All that does make me appreciate mom more. I'm not, you know, not saying knocking your pain or whatever. But that's just a sad reality we have to deal with. And... You're not going to get everybody on the same page for one day of the year and have everybody celebrating Father's Day. Some people just aren't going to be in that spirit. And the thing about it is that it's okay to feel that way, but the sad part about it, a lot of people have this hurt and have this pain, but they won't turn around and not prevent their their kids from going through that same thing. And it's like a continual cycle. Yeah, well, like I said, you get a lot of stuff when you're little, and it just stays with you, and you gotta break it. You gotta break it. That's true. You know, but um, in general, though, I mean, I'm not mad at those people. It's just, you know, sad for them, but that's their reality. And, you know, but they're making it somehow. Tomorrow they'll be thinking about something else. Um, Nathan Bacon writes his show and I told him my dad was coming on he says holy shit really your dad is going to be on go over that story when you hit him please um, and that story is when um, I don't remember how old I was but we was watching I want to say it was Kojak I'm not oh, I'm, no we were watching uh, what story was that yeah, it was Kojak. Yeah. That's what it was. Kojak. Yeah. Kojak was beating up a suspect. And of course, of course, since it was a uh, like a seventies cop show, eighties cop show, the suspect is black or whatever. Charlie Savalas, bald headed white dude. Yeah. yeah. It was a uh, the suspect supposedly like knew something about yeah. the crime. You know, yeah, that's him. they always used to have like that one snitch they beat up yeah. every episode that knows about the crime or whatever. 
And it's kind of weird because you're like, why doesn't that snitch just start telling dude like, oh shit, here come Kojak. Yeah, man. They on Third Street, man. Yeah. They be out there every morning. Oh, man, man. Take, I, take I, your gloves off. Yeah. You gotta get me. I, I try to take the beat Yeah, every week the snitch always take the same ass. Oh, yeah. Like, I'm not telling you nothing, Cracker. Oh, they on Third Street. Oh, three o'clock. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, I think I was watching this dude beat up uh, the suspect and I jumped on my dad's lap and I was shaking him and stuff. And uh, uh, I was trying to imitate Kojak, but I added some ad libs in or yeah. something like, "What's up, nigga?" or something like, "Smack them." Hear me, nigga? Yeah. <laughs> Smack <laughs> me. <laughs> Turn my head sideways. I look at him. I said, "He looked. He jumped off the lap. He said, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> shaking. I said, nigga, that lost his mind. <laughs> <laughs> straight <up. laughs> Yeah, I was clearly in the wrong. I was out of control. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I must have really liked that show. I don't, I don't think I've ever watched an episode of Kojak. Since <laughs> then. He beat it out of you, didn't Yeah, he? I'm off the woo and I'm off Kojak. I'm going to my room. Yeah. <laughs> I need to think. I'm punishing myself. No good up for me. Um, and so, uh, let's see. Milano Runner, uh, this girl on Twitter writes, uh, I want to know the worst and best gift you, you ever gave your dad for Father's Day. Uh, what do you think, Dad? I, don't, I really don't remember. Worst gift? Man, I don't think I've ever gotten a bad gift. I mean, probably the best gift I ever got for Father's Day <clears throat> I got from my mother, and it was a flashlight that has uh, five D-cell batteries in it. And you turn that thing on, you can light up the backyard. I don't know. And then one year I got um, I like to fish. And one year somebody gave me a machete. I think I don't know which one of you guys is. Was that the machete you used in the woods that time when you went fishing? I actually have two of them now. Oh my goodness! I already had one. I got another one. I keep it in the house. And then I think another year, another good gift I got. I'm trying to think. There's one more. Oh, oh! I used it the other day. It was a scale. To weigh fish with one of you, mm. one of you guys got me that, and I caught a bass the other day that was like almost five pounds. Cool. And I went out and got us a digital scale that turns off by itself. So. What about the speakers that we got when we went to? I think we went to Sink Team Team or something like yeah, that. Uh, oh, 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 those you are, use those still? They're my love speakers. I got them in the bedroom, though. <laughs> <laughs> what the magic happened? Put on little Freddie Jackson. <laughs> Marvin Gaye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Oh, yeah. So, um. And I think that was the last question for you, and um, we're getting at 50 minutes, so I want to just do a couple news things, and then we're going to get out of here. Um, uh, speaking of fathers, oh wait, actually before we do that, um, I posted, you know, as always, I post the episode to promote it on this wet message board, uh, SOHH.com, okay. and uh, people were commenting on the last one, the last episode was uh, number 37, of Vagina is like a lottery ticket, and um, this person... Um, said like we were talking about Tupac and I told people one of the reasons I can't really get into Tupac is cause he just had so much drama like he just yes. stayed in shit and I remember in real stuff not that happening was, about it but yeah, real stuff that was about the time when I was getting old enough and cognizant enough to be like you could be a bad person and make good music mm. yes. and it doesn't mean I have to like everything you put out but some people just never grew out and maybe they were younger than me so they have a different type of vision of him but I do specifically remember a story where he was accused of holding a woman down while she was raped by his friends now wow. supposedly his friend, like his, the other people uh, online that were upset with me for bringing that up, uh, I'm like, nigga shouldn't have did it, but they were upset right. with me for bringing it up because they were like, oh, that's not what happened. Like one dude said, uh, you really think Tupac held a woman down and allowed her to get raped? 
Come on, son. I want to support black businesses, but putting stuff like that out there is flagrant and flamboyant. Um, I don't really think it's flamboyant. I, I think you might want to look that word back up, brother. But um, as far as uh, black business, too, I don't even call this a business yet. But um, uh, yeah. so, I, so I asked him, I was like, well, what was he convicted of? Give me a link to it. I'll issue a correction. So then, of course, he didn't give me any type of link to anything. But he said, convicted of being in the next room while she was, quote, unquote, raped. She came to see him. His boys had sex with her, and Pac was in the next room and didn't stop them, if I recall. Same hoe sucked Pac off, Pac off on the dance floor the night before. I'm saying this off memory, and I could be wrong, so I guess this charge was accessory to rape. First of all, there's no guess to it. It was accessory to rape. He was convicted of it. Not just charged, he was convicted. What you want me to say, nigga? Like that's he went to jail. I mean, that, I mean, I don't mean no harm. That that's not something you can just overlook. He was convicted. Like I'm sorry. Like it's a difference between me being like if to me if I was to bring up something um, salacious where it's just like someone was accused of something they weren't convicted, right? And then I just say like, oh, that nigga did it or whatever. Like when I say OJ probably killed them white people. And I do believe he killed the white people, but I could actually understand someone being more upset about that when he was convicted, when he was not convicted, than this where the dude was convicted. Sounds like he was convicted. Sounds like his if his boys were in there. Sounds like his boys may have uh, had a little talk with the cops and said, you know, this is what went down. Yeah. Or maybe they had forensic evidence, and you know. I mean, the thing is, like, they're taking Tupac's word for it. The dude that went to jail. Nobody goes to jail and is like, yeah, I did that shit. Mm-hmm. Everybody in jail is like, no. Innocent. It wasn't me. people in jail. Man, that blood, I don't know how they got on my on my uh, hands. Yeah, and so uh, so somebody else said that um, he was asleep in the other room while guys ran a train on her. When she called the cops, they all ran and left him in the room with her crying. Because that's his friends, apparently. His friends would leave yeah. him in the room man, to take sleep. the rap by himself. He sleep, man. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> Let's break this girl and leave. He's just in this room reading the Bible. It's nothing bad will happen. Um, so anyway, man, it's just funny to me that, you know, we make heroes out of people and stuff. And then uh, Pac-1, he responded, and he said there's a lot of funny moments in this one. Uh, Tupac rapping about 9-11 and Jordan 25 come out because I said that uh, I think Tupac might still be alive and I'm waiting for him to slip up in one of these raps Uh, and uh, he just you know randomly just saying that he liked it man keep doing our thing and uh, send me a link to this uh, to to this message board alright no problem but uh yeah, these these dudes were all pretty, um, you know, these they were pretty positive with their responses, except for the people that really just loved Tupac. Um, Lil Wayne copped a plea deal in the felony and drug weapons case. I thought he was getting his life together like his teeth. <laughs> I'm confused now. During a short change of plea hearing in which he appeared via video feed from New York jail, from a New York jail, Lil Wayne, whose real name is Dwayne Carter, pleaded guilty to one count of possession of a dangerous drug. The charges stem from a January 22, 2008 incident in which the rapper's tour bus was stopped at the border uh, checkpoint near Dateland, 78 miles east of Yuma. Where authorities said they found cocaine, ecstasy, and a handgun on his tour bus. He was in Arizona. Uh, where is Yuma? Is Yuma? Arizona? I don't know. Three Ten to Yuma was a movie I saw, but I have no idea where Yuma that is. That was a western. Yeah, it was a western. Uh, uh, Carter, who has been one of the most, music's most profitable figures in recent years, could receive 36 months of probation for the Yuma charge, which is scheduled to begin once his New York sentence is over. According to the terms of the plea agreement, um, 
In exchange for his guilty plea, charges of possession of a narcotic drug for sale. For sale? Wow, that must have been a lot of drugs. And he only got 36 months of yeah. probation, that's it? Yeah, he's in jail now, and they gave him yeah, 36 months. Yeah, and I was joking about his teeth, because I know you don't, you don't keep up yeah. with stuff like that, but uh, not too long ago, um, you know how dudes had them gold teeth on? Mm-hmm. He had his removed by uh, lawyers, by not lawyers, by George's um, orders, and he had to get like eight, nine root canals to fix his teeth. Yeah, because his teeth was so messed yeah. up. But, uh, yeah, anyway, homeboy, uh, Mm. Cop the police. So happy Father's Day to his father, uh, baby, who uh, raised Lil Wayne. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, Rule was talking about rapping over forty, <clears throat> and he's talking about Jay Z, and he said uh, it's always going to be a youth-driven business. Talking about you know hip hop in general, basically rebellious music, the music of culture of the now. It changes constantly, so it's always going to be youth-driven. But that's what you got to understand. Should I be reading this like Jarul? So that's what you gotta understand. It's hip hop is older. So does the audience. Ow. I grew up listening to hip hop. Uh, what I do without you? My kids are growing up listening to hip hop. We listen to hip hop together. Voice. So I get a Blueprint yeah, 3 album for myself and they may want new boys. I never heard of new boys. Me either. It's a perfect contrast. Let it be what it's gonna be. Hip hop's not going anywhere because the older we get, we're still listening. You gotta think 60 years down the line, if I'm a 60 year old dude, I think I'm still gonna be listening to hip hop. I don't think there's an age limit on hip hop anymore. Like I said, it's always gonna be youth driven music, but we're growing up getting older and we're still listening to hip hop. So there's an audience for it all. I'm just glad they got Ja Rule's take on that, because, you know, where's Ja Rule? I need Ja Rule. During 9-11, you know, I needed his opinion, and we got it. So now Jay-Z has a CD, and we get it on this. I can rest in peace now. All right, former Ku Klux Klan member plays key role in golf restoration. Um, I guess it's cleaning up the beaches, because, you know, all that black... Oh, Tom's getting on his beach. All them tar babies out there. My wife's <laughs> yeah. Somebody say tar babies. Oh, wait. Tar. Uh-huh. I guess I'll stay. There's nothing positive about the Gulf oil spill. which spilled over 102 million gallons and counting in the Gulf of Mexico. But a recent story out of the Gulf shows that even the darkest tales can shine a light on a more positive one. Uh, Ku Klux Klan member George Malvaney has take, taken a key role in the Gulf cleanup. Once a convicted white supremacist mercenary, Malvaney has super, supervises the cleanup as the chief operating officer of the BP subcontracted U.S. Environmental Services. I don't want nobody but white people on my crew. <laughs> I don't, yeah, what is it, what is it like being a well. black dude working for George Malvaney? Everybody got to wear all white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You ain't going fast enough, boy. <laughs> but um, the other thing that's weird about that, too, is like, it doesn't matter what a white person does, man. In America, you will get a second chance. Yeah, you will, man. And you ain't even got to be good at basketball or nothing. Just yeah, get a second chance off date. Yes. If I was in the Black Panthers, you think I would be cleaning up shit for BP right now? No. Uh, I don't trust him. <laughs> uh, he was convicted of as a KKK mercenary over 30 years ago. Mercenary? Yeah. That's the one that run around. That's what those long He was killing people. Around with a gun. Wow. Yeah. The Ku Klux Klan was initially founded in the 1860s by disgruntled Confederate Army veterans, but more or less died out in the 1870s. Mm. Yeah, okay. Died out. Yeah, them okay. they still alive. Like, <laughs> Y'all, y'all must ain't been in Arizona lately. What's yeah. going on here? I used to work for a, I used to work for some companies around here. Yeah. Ooh. They, 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 they sheets might be, uh, you know, uh, camouflage, but they
I must have found this article on Fox News or something. You must have. Um, <laughs> it got a second life in the 20th century, serving as a, notor- as a notorious terrorist organization against minority. Um, against minorities. The modern clan is thought to be composed of several independent chapters across the United States, and it was one of these chapters which recruited George Malvaney. And I guess they're going to say a bunch of sympathetic shit about how he. Yeah, change. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Started drinking Diet Coke. And yeah. <laughs> I, I come back on the black people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to collect this oil to burn crosses. I know, right? Uh, Butler. He might be raising money on the down low, you know? Yeah, we, he we probably recruiting. We coming back. He cleaning up and recruiting. He's like, <laughs> yeah. you know who made it this way, right? I know. Niggers. Anyway, <laughs> neither here nor there. He eating at 8 o'clock. Everything I know. Black is he got some secret sites going on that I don't yeah. know about. Everything Join your Facebook page and send you an evite to a clan party. I know, right? Um, going up in the woods. Going up in there. Mm-hmm. A former butler for a New York billionaire jailed for soliciting underage prostitutes in Florida is getting a prison sentence of his own. Alfredo Rodriguez was handed a sentence of 18 months, the same time as his former boss, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, received for trying to sell a journal that, that documented the billionaire's sexual exploits. Mm. Oh. So apparently the billionaire was sleeping with young chicks, mm-hmm. went to jail for only 18 months, which is obviously, he must be a billionaire. And um, Country club. The butler tried to sell the diary about the sex of little kids, oh, and he got 18 months. He got to. He should have got more than that. Yeah. But uh, it's just proof, man. I think people get a lot of money, and what happens to them is they just want to do something that they can't do. It's like when a billion dollars, you can do anything. It's like, well, what's the truth? What's against the law? You know, it's like, <laughs> I have I done it all. I've had every color of women. Uh, FDA urges consumers to avoid coffee aphrodisiac. The Food and Drug Administration on Saturday urged consumers to stop using an instant coffee product that is being marketed as a sexual aphrodisiac, saying it could dangerously lower blood pressure. In a a statement, uh, the FDA said Magic Power Coffee contains a chemical that could interact with some prescription drugs to significantly lower blood pressure. When blood pressure drops suddenly, the brain is deprived of an adequate blood supply that can lead to dizziness or lightheadedness. Because this product is an instant coffee label as an all-natural dietary supplement, consumers may assume that it is harmless and poses no health risk. Mm. The the director of FDA Center for Drug Evaluation said, um, The FDA is not aware of any adverse incidents so far with the product, and Magic Power Coffee is sold on internet sites by several independent distributors. So... If you buy a coffee to make your penis hard, be yeah. careful. And my thing is this. The sad part about it, if you're wasting millions of dollars, especially if, if you hadn't had prostate cancers or your prostate removed, if you eat right, that fix all those problems. Yeah. Eat exercise, eat exercise. I think people just, you know, they just love sex. Yeah. Just, you can sell anything to somebody for sex. Just promise better sex. They don't even got to be bad. They don't even have to have bad sex at the beginning. Just... This shit to make it even better, dog. You're like, you ever had sex on coke? It's like, ooh, yes. Yeah, I try that. <laughs> Man with rare disorder spared for stalking girl. Windsor, Ontario. So it's a Canadian story, so you know it's going to be some mm-hmm. shit. A little lightweight. We might get a complaint for Sasha and Corey now. Like a, a lot of politics, man. Yeah. <laughs> a man suffered from a rare metal- metabolic disorder that causes brain damage was spared a jail sentence for stalking a 14-year-old girl. Mm. Laith Sharma. 49, was charged with criminal harassment after he became infatuated with a girl he had never met. The court heard that he had developed issues related to a genetic disorder called maple syrup urine disease. I what? Think called, I think that's called uh, Dick Hardy or something. <laughs> 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 that kind of itchy mama did. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> 
stupid. And these make it sound better. Mrs. Blower. I know, right? The condition often diagnosed with in infants with sweet smelling urine can lead to neurological damage and death if untreated. Sweet smelling um, urine? What's, what are these kids made out of? Chocolate? I'm I confused. don't know, but I bet he was saving a ton on syrup at the grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> these pancakes taste kind of funny, Mr. Snip. Yeah, like, don't worry, son. Come, come, come here, boy. Let me use your penis. Yeah, give me some water. Give me some water. I can make y'all some more syrup. But uh, he was probably saving a ton of money on that. And then... um. Also, it says uh, he was arrested last week after following the girl, writing her a letter professing his desire to marry her. So he was wow. messed up in the head. Was, um, I got to have some pancakes, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Wow. Yeah, he, he was uh, getting it in with the sweet, sweet urine. Hey. Treasure Island Police, man stalked woman with notes, Bible verses. 45 oh. year old St. Petersburg man was arrested Friday on a stalking charge after he told police he's been getting messages pointing, to it, pointing him to an, his alleged victim. Oh. Patrick Brooks Wilson, and they give his address. Oh. Well, I think that'll be against the law because what that is, it's bad enough you did something. Now you're telling me if I get angry enough at you, I go burn your house down. This makes no sense. Well, you is better it, move out of that community. Quickly. Is accused of breaking into a secure parking garage on 108th Avenue on June 12th and leaving 32 pages of notes and biblical references on a woman's car. According to Treasure Island Police. Wow. That's a long note. I think I wrote a note that long the first time I had a crush on a girl. Oh, and uh, name? Joy Scott. Her name better be. That name was damn Joy Scott. That's what it was. <laughs> I see you in the streets, Joy. And my thing. So, <laughs> what, what the hell is this made up city called Treasure Island? Uh, I don't know. It's gotta be somewhere in Florida. Right? The doc- <laughs> I'm confused. Treasure Island. Ain't that a video midget. game? Didn't Treasure Island 2 just come out? I'm confused. <laughs> yeah, it's in Florida. TampaBay.com. Damn. Yeah, Florida does have bad track records too. They got some little midgets down there. People trying to sell. What's that guy? Remember that show? Used to come on the Love Boat. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, the plane, the plane. Oh, wait, no, that's Treasure Island. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, Treasure Island, same thing. The documents led police to Wilson, according to a arrest report, and his fingerprints were also found on them. The neighbors also identified Wilson as a man who was being seen outside the residence gated entrance. The woman does not know Wilson. His girlfriend, however, told police he has a girlfriend? Wow. That Wilson said he saw the woman he is accused of targeting in a dream. Wow. Well, how does his girlfriend feel about that? Go see Ron Artest psychiatrist. Maybe he got that. Maybe, maybe he got right. that. Uh, maybe he got that maple syrup urine. Yeah, urine. Uh, yeah. uh, that chocolate bomb baby stuff. Yeah. Know. Like I mean, if you met a if you if a woman met a man that got maple syrup urine, yeah. it's gonna be hard to leave. I'm not saying you gotta go ah. back to pan for Andrew Mama. Sweet my coffee. Um, new anti-rape female condom, rape axe debuts at South Africa's World Cup. Now. Africa can use a rape axe condom because there's a lot of rape going on there. Yeah. And a lot of STDs too, so it yes. is um you know, it is and, good. And if all you Americans is going over there, um, you know that they carry the highest rate in the world. So if you going out there getting you some country stuff, go on, go ahead and um uh, keep 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 it until where they speak English yet. So you can't keep it zip, keep it covered. A South African <laughs> doctor has developed a new female condom that hosts Will combat rape in the most painful way possible. The, 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 her, she's invented rape, rape axe, <laughs> a, a female device 
with jagged hooks that latch onto a man's penis during penetration. Dog sex. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, so the woman uses it? Yeah, the woman puts it inside her vagina. And you can see from here, it has like these little barb, like not barb wires, but barbs like you would find on like a plant that. Fish hook your ass. Yeah, like a rose. <laughs> and it hooks onto your penis. I like and it. And cuts you up. I like it too. I like it. Doctors distributed 30,000 of these condoms in South Africa during this year's World Cup. It hurts. He cannot pee and walk when it is on. Oh. If he tries to remove it, it will clasp even tighter. That's what I'm It's like a bear trap for your dick. South Africa has one of the highest rape rates in the world, according to Human Rights Watch. It also believes that 16% of the population is living with HIV. Mm. Rape acts is inserted like a tampon, then embedded on a man, and the vice can only be removed by a doctor. So even a woman can't take it off? I guess. No, it's coming off the dock. Oh, off the penis. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if the woman could. I guess. Then how does I a woman get it out? Because it's probably smooth on the outside. outside. And oh. It's on the inside. Yeah, and they basically saying when it clamps, it clamps. That's like a, a virus, or something, you know. Man, they they should probably start putting this on like Pittsburgh Steelers' uh, cheerleaders. Could be, yeah. Could be. Just in case. Wow. <laughs> in case Ben Roethlisberger steps into the club, everybody put your rape acts in. But uh, yeah, so they invented that, and that's the last story for the day. So. Wow. No. Thanks for doing this with us, Dad. It was fun. Hey, man, it was fun, man. Happy Father's Day. Thank you very much. Appreciate and, uh, it. you know, all you listeners out there, happy Father's Day to you guys, too. Yes, and, love uh, you guys. Until next time, love you. I love you, too, baby. And we out. Mm-hmm.